What's up, everybody? We have Lala Kent and Sheena Shade that are throwing shots, more like darts, at Rachel Levis's face. We have Ariana Maddox, who is now grateful that she got cheated on. And we have Bethany Frankel, who is officially biting the hand that fed her, and she is owning it, baby. Let's get it. You're listening to No Filter with Zach Peter, your go-to source for all the latest pop culture and reality TVT, surf fresh all week long. Now, let's dive in. Hi guys, what's going on? Wow, the live chat is lit today. Marianne Stout says, Zach, you look tired, but still handsome. Well, thank you. I'm glad I look tired today. That just makes me feel real confident. And then we have Julianne, Juliana, and Juliana says, find a new subject. Well, Juliana, Find a new podcast, bitch. All right, let's get ta- let's get into it. <laughs> it's a spicy Monday. Happy Monday, everybody. Everybody in the club. Um, okay, so I hope you guys are ready. It is the- it's the holiday season. The holiday season. I think we are officially into Hanukkah, right? Is has Hanukkah started? I feel like Hanukkah, or is it about to start? Sorry, guys, I'm not Jewish. Um, but I did want to wish everybody a happy a happy Hanukkah. If it's if Hanukkah has officially kicked off, I'm looking at my calendar. I don't see Hanukkah, but we have Christmas, which is coming up soon. My family celebrates Christmas, so happy almost Christmas. But let's get it, guys. Zach, that was hysterical. You made me laugh out loud. Which part? <laughs> um, it's the fourth night of Hanukkah. Okay, thank you, Danielle. Happy Hanukkah, guys. It's the fourth day of Hanukkah, and na 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 na. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two moms to take care of, two household members, five staff members, ten dogs and cats, and a partridge in a pear tree. Yes, that was a little shady. If you guys caught on to what I was putting down. Okay, so... In the holiday mood, in the holiday spirit. Ooh, look at that. I left my spray tan on, so it, I was, like, baking in it all night. Because um, we were shooting our family Christmas card yesterday, which we do every year. We do it every year. <laughs> Someone got onto the shade. We do it every year. Um, we do a family video and a family card. This year we're doing a uh, Legally Blonde Elle Woods-inspired video. We have her Harvard admission tape that we pulled inspiration from. I won't tell you what the what the, the video will be. We'll drop it soon. But we filmed it yesterday and we shot the Christmas card. So we'll, we'll be releasing that. I don't know. Maybe we'll release it early. But it is Harvard admissions inspired by Elle Woods. Okay, um, let's talk about Lala and Sheena because they have a new song. It's called, It's a Christmas Sleigh, fa-la-la-la-la, fa-la-la-la-la-la. And it's so good. They just dropped this new Christmas jam. It's great, right? Because Sheena had her other song, Apples. Hey, Pee Yelly, yes. How you like them? Saw you on the internet. You a hot mess. Hey, P-P-L-E-S. P-P-L-E-S. Mm-mm. <laughs> Dominique Penny says, not two moms and a staff and pets, and you're going to London. It's so hard. Am I going? To, oh, is someone going to London? I, I didn't know about the London part, but I knew about the two moms and the staff, five staff members and, and all the pets and two houses and a partridge and a pear tree. But so Sheena and Lala released this new song. It's called It's a Christmas Bop, and it is so freaking good, you guys. The um, APP Alley Apples. I was kind of bummed because it's only on Spotify and it's not on Apple Music, and I um, have an Apple Music account, so I always just wanted them to be 
Um, I wanted them to be, um, like on my on my playlist that I put because I use Apple Music. But whatever. Anyway, the, this new song is on Apple Music, and so you can listen to it on both Spotify, Apple Music, wherever uh, you get your music from. But it's so good, and there are so many housewives nods in it as well. There's one. Um, they have one lines one line where they're like, "It's a trace amigas, we're sipping tequila," and then there's another one where um, Lala goes, "The verdict is in. We're keeping the earrings." And then, you know, we're saying for for Christmas, no TROs, as which was a little nod to to Raquel Rachel, um, because she obviously fired the TRO TRO temporary restraining order against Sheena. And then they even Sheena has a line where she's like, I want to be an angel, not a Rachel, bitch. And I was like, oh, we're doing shots fired. Shots fired. Oh, the Christmas jam is good. It's it's very, very good. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Apples is only on Spotify. But yeah, Shading Rachel is boring. Let the mouse go. I like I think it's funny. Listen, I I got a kick out of it. I know Sandoval and Schwartz did a crossover with two teas in a pod. Love me some Teddy and love me some Tamara. But I was trying to get Sandoval on my podcast. But listen, they're killing it. They're staying in the top charts. And I have no shade to throw their way because it was a great interview. I haven't finished it yet. But I know a lot of people have been telling me about it. And I need to finish listening to it. And I'll do a full recap of Two Teas in a Pod. And then Teddy and Tamara went on Everybody Loves Tom, which is Tom Sandoval's podcast. So, boom. Um... I'll make sure I listen to both of them and give you like a, a full recap of what gets revealed. Because uh, Sandoval does have a lot to say. And from what I've heard, it's actually good. The pieces that I have heard so far are good. It does feel like he's taking a lot of accountability. He does seem to open up more about their relationship. We're seeing the dust settle a little bit more. So people said that to, that the Tamara and Teddy on Everybody Loves Tom is a lot better than Tom and and then Sandoval and Schwartz on two teas in a pod. So I haven't listened to everyone loves Tom yet. I just started uh, two teas in a pod yesterday. So it, it was a busy weekend, which is why I look tired. Marianne Stout. Thank you for that. Um, but it was a, a busy and a long weekend. So um, I haven't had a chance to fully listen to all of it just yet. But I, w- I will definitely tune in and give you guys a full recap. And I will give you a recap of the new Hulu documentary that just dropped, uh, Reality Reckoning with Bethany and Leah McSweeney. We'll see. I'll let you know how much of Leah McSweeney's butthole we see on Hulu. So stay tuned for that. I'll make sure I consume all of that content today. That way I can do a full recap of everything tomorrow on Tuesday's episode of the podcast. But loving the Sheena and Lala Jam, loving the Raquel shade. Uh, I just think it's funny. Like, come on. She literally, like, filed a temporary restraining order against Sheena and, like, wanted... Um, like Sheena to admit that she had punched her and then went on Bethany Sprinkle and doubled down on the fact that Sheena had punched her. And it was just, it's ridiculous. So yeah, Sheena deserves to throw a little shade. We live for the shade guys. Why are we mad at the shade? We live and we love for the shade. Um, But so they're, they're done. They said, bye bitch. We're done with you. You're not on Vanderpump rules anymore. We're going to shade you and send you off They're, You know, not a Rachel bitch, which is funny because it's basically like throwing nod to Rachel being a a basic bitch. Not a Rachel bitch. Not a basic bitch. So we love shade. We love it. 
but it seems like the cast is officially donezos with Rachel. But Ariana was just on Watch What Happens Live, and she, or Andy asked her, he was like, okay, so, you know, how do you feel now that the scandal is kind of settled down and time, the dust has settled and you are now doing Chicago because she's going to be Roxy Hart in Chicago in the new year. She just wrapped Dancing with the Stars. She's getting all these incredible endorsement deals. Like, you know, there's a lot of good that has come her way and her career has really kind of reached a peak. She has her new book, Single AF Cocktails. She's doing her tour right now. So... Andy asked her, like, you know, do you feel, you know, like you ended up all right? You know, do you think that the that Scandaval ended up being a good thing for you? And she actually agreed. And she was like, yeah. She's like, I think the universe had my back in this. And he's like, oh, so would we say thank you, Tom Sandoval? And she was like, no, I wouldn't say thank you, Tom Sandoval. I'm going to say thank you, universe. But she's at least owning and acknowledging that, like, because that's what I feel like a lot of people are, like, getting fatigued with her being like, she came up and she's doing great and why are we why are we paying attention like she understands you guys that she's getting all of this because she was cheated on do people get cheated on all the time yeah they do do they always get all these good endorsement deals no they don't she happened to get lucky let her live her life let her be lucky and you know live her best life i think she played it smart i think sandoval played it smart because he kind of you know sat there and took his beating and you know got through the most recent season, and now he's coming out on the other side. Finally, it's been, you know, almost a year at this point. This scandal broke, what, in March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, December. So it's been eight months since everything kind of went down, and now we're starting to see, you know, the the pendulum shift. We're starting to see Tom come out on the other side. He has his new interview with Teddy and Tamara. And listen, it's all going to, it all kind of, comes around at some point. And I think he will eventually have his redemption arc. You know, he, but one thing I will give him is that he did not run. He took the heat. He still went on tour. He stopped drinking. He tried to take some accountability. He's not the best at taking accountability. He definitely still has an ego, you know, but he's at least facing the audience, right? Raquel did not face the audience. She went and she hid and she's like, I'm going to work on myself and I'm going to do therapy. And then she came out of therapy and had no real growth or evolution, right? She goes and does Bethany's podcast and takes no accountability, zero accountability for any of her actions. Only pointing the finger at Bravo, pointing the finger at producers, pointing the finger at Ariana because she was never really that close to Ariana, pointing the finger at Tom Sandoval because he manipulated her, even though she's a grown ass woman, you know? I don't love, like, listen, if it's a 19-year-old girl and a much older man that has power and privilege and all these other things where he has a leg or a few legs to really stand on and you have someone that's young and innocent and doesn't really know what they're getting themselves into, that's a different situation. Raquel is a grown woman who came to Los Angeles who wanted to be on a reality show, who had been on a reality show for years. There was always these theories that we thought that she was just dating James because she wanted to get on the show. Eventually, she becomes a full-time cast member. She was befriending Ariana. Like, she has to take accountability. And she'll be like... And she's taken, like, some accountability where she's like, yeah, it was wrong and I shouldn't have done it. But, like, I wasn't even that close to Ariana. And, yeah, it was wrong and I shouldn't have done it, but I was being lied to Tom Sandoval. It's like... Girl, if Ariana is your friend, and let's say Tom is lying to her, let's say he is trying to manipulate her, then 
why not go to Ariana and have a conversation with her and be like, listen, he's telling me these things, which is what Ariana said, I believe, in that last in the finale or in the reunion or sometime recently. She was like, if he was telling you all of these things, then why wouldn't you come to me and ask me if these things were true or not? You know, so from what I heard from the two teas in a pod episode, it sounded like Tom really was in love with Raquel. And at the reunion, they both said that they are in love with Raquel. I mean, or that they are in love with each other. Tom said he was in love with Raquel. Raquel said she was in love with Sandoval. You know, they were laughing behind the scenes. They were vibing together. So, you know, I just, yeah. I mean, I know it's a tired topic at this point, And I know that um, it's time to just move on from it. And I think we're all at that place. It'll be interesting to see how invested we will be in the new season of Vanderpump Rules, considering, you know, considering um, we've already kind of seen this play out in the press and we're kind of a little fatigued by it. But it'll be interesting to see what we get from this new season. Um, Ariana did give us a few tidbits from uh, what to expect in the new season when she was on Watch What, Hives, Watch what Happens Live yesterday um let's see what did she reveal oh she played a game um where she had to name which cast members you know did the most right so she says that lala cries the most which i thought was interesting i thought sheena would be the one that cried the most or even her like i'm surprised lala's the one that cried the most hi jeff lewis obsessed hit the like button guys yes hit the like button love you appreciate you um she says that James is the one that talks the most behind people's backs, which are we really surprised? Like James, it's James. He's messy. James is messy and he's, you know, he's James. She says that Brock is the one that cozies up to Sandoval the most, which I understand because listen, Brock was new to the group, right? He doesn't have the history, but he, Sheena and Sandoval had history together. And Brock, I'm sure him and Tom Sandoval, like that was one of his first friends coming into the group outside of Sheena. So I understand where Brock might have come from, might have been coming from in wanting to befriend Sandoval or at least, you know, cut him a little bit of slack. Ariana said that Sheena is the biggest pot stir, which I find interesting. Like, is she defining pot stir as, well, Sheena's the one that's befriending Sandoval and Sheena's the one that's, you know, still kind of giving him a little grace? I don't know, but she names Sheena as the biggest pot stir. Uh, she says that Katie's the biggest drinker but that Katie is also the most loyal. So I get that. Um, Katie, listen, Katie is right or die. Even when she's not always, Katie's like a Teresa, like Teresa Juice, you know, she's like, it's all or nothing. And I feel like that's how Katie is. So when Katie gives her loyalty, it is very diehard. And she never likes Sandoval. So I'm sure this just gives her more vindication and reason to really lean into her disdain for Sandoval. But I mean, the biggest drinker, I mean, okay. Um, she says that the person that's the most jealous of her being on Dancing with the Stars is Tom. I don't, I think, okay, he is salty. He's got to be a little salty, right? Because if you listen to it, like, Ariana did come up with the lot and he ended up being one of the most hated people on the cast or like one of the most hated reality stars. Like we really came hard for him. We really dragged him, um. I mean, people were going to his shows and booing him on stage. And, like, people were – even at at, uh, at BravoCon, people still continued to boo him. So I feel like I get that. Um, 
But I do think even though he wants to be happy for Ariana and he knows that she like deserves this considering what he did, you know, at the same time, I, I think he's a little salty about it. He was telling customers not to vote for her. Was he telling customers not to vote for her? I don't remember hearing about that. Was that like a true thing that we confirmed or is that like a rumor that we heard online? What customers was he telling not to vote for her? He's not even at Schwartz and Sandy's. I know he was at TomTom a couple of times. He told patrons at TomTom to vote for Sochi or Jason. Oh, well, I don't like that. Who revealed that tea? I don't remember hearing about that at all. That's not very nice. I don't like the rumors about the husband. I don't like that at all. Um, and that to me also shows no growth or evolution. I thought that he was being supportive of her. He seemed to have been supportive of her in interviews, but maybe that's just the public persona that he's trying to put out there. I mean, I don't see him personally voting for her, but I mean, telling other people to vote for other people. I mean, unless again, context, right? Unless it was like, they were coming to him and they're like, Tom, Ariana's done you wrong. I'm going to vote for Sochi or I'm going to vote for Jason. And he'd be like, then vote for Sochi, vote for Jason. You know, I don't know. So nasty and so rude end up so nasty and so rude. It was confirmed and the post was taken down for fear of being sued. Um, he was told they would be sued the person who told for everyone on a Reddit. Got it. Why would they be sued? The only time they can be sued is if the information is false. Do we understand how lawsuits work? Like if you put out a piece of information that's true, you can't be sued for that. You can only be sued for slander or um, defamation, but that's, if something is false and you intentionally know that it's false and you still put it out there knowing that it's false. If something true happened and you witnessed something or had some sort of experience and you put that on the internet, you can't get sued for that unless you're a reporter and you disclose to the reporter that your that your uh, conversation is off the record and then the reporter then reveals that and goes forward with it then that can also open you up to liability as well. But like, you can't get sued for posting something like that to me now sounds fishy. If somebody's like, I had to take this down for fear of being sued. The only time you can sue somebody with information that gets put on the internet is if the information is false. And yeah, Zach is correct on his legal analysis. Exactly. So now I don't even believe that that was true. If the person took it down for fear of being sued again, you can only get sued if the information that you're putting out there is false, if it's misinformation, if it's incorrect. Because <clears throat> uh, Josh made every one second guess what we can say. We love shade. We do love shade. It wasn't fishy more than one person came forward. Then why was it taken down? It is fishy. To me, it's fishy if it's taken down out of fear of being sued. If that, that, listen, I'm going off the information you guys are giving me. So if you, don't like, if you don't like my reaction to the information, I'm only going based off of, you know, what I understand about the law. And you know I don't float with that low-budget speculation. Give me some real shit. Otherwise, you know, it's fishy. And I'm going to call it out because that's what I do. I call out the fishiness. I call out the low budgetness. I get in trouble for that because people don't like when I do that. But that's what I do. 
is what I do, boo. Um, but as we are now into Hanukkah, as we are now approaching Christmas and we're getting, we're now fully submersed into the holiday season, I feel like some people may be having a little financial anxiety. But worrying about your money doesn't help. Earnin does. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. It's great for any last-minute gifts for your loved ones this holiday season, or if you spend a little too much because you wanted to be a little generous and you're like, ooh, I'm going to need a little advance to help with my rent. Well, download Earnin today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download Earnin in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, be sure to type in no filter under podcast when you sign up because it really does help the show. That's no filter under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See Earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. And also, if you want to hear where'd you get that this holiday season, then Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for your secret Santa or for your entire family, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. I already started my holiday shopping and I love all of the customizable options. You can buy things that are a little more generic or, you, you know, and you just want to invest in more of small businesses, independent creators, or you can find things that are customizable to everyone on your list. I'm telling you, it's a good site. When you shop at Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses, and these fine products are often made in small batches. So shop now before they sell out this holiday season. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash no filter and subscribe. That's uncommongoods.com slash no filter. Enter your email and receive 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. That's uncommon goods. We're all out of the ordinary. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today. 570-726-6200. Woo woo. All right. Um, Renee says, can earn and help with an engagement ring or rent for two moms? I don't know. Why do we, does somebody need help paying for an engagement ring? An engagement that happened like nine years ago? Um, why are you guys trying to make me be shady? I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to make Santa's nice list this year. I've been very naughty. I've been very naughty, naughty. But you're trying to make me be extra shady, shady. Here's the thing. This always happens. Somebody posts something and then I react to a comment and then it gets, you know, minions go and report back to other people and then I end up getting in trouble for it. Y'all crazy. Shout out to Brittany. Brittany, it's Brittany, bitch. She's officially been a member for 13 months. Woo, woo. 
Thank you, Brittany. Brittany says we have 262 people watching live right now, watching the live stream. Yes, Brittany. Yes, we do. Thank you for being a member. We have Trish Hobbs Phillips. Shout out to Trish who says, happy holidays, Zach Pack. Trish has been a member for two months. Dun, 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 dun. Also, I have two, I have three moms. I just realized that. I have I technically have three moms. One that I don't really claim, but I technically have three moms. Okay. I have my mom who's in a relate who's in a committed relationship to Vanessa, her partner. They've been together for 10 years after she divorced my stepfather. And then I have my dad's wife, who's my stepmom. So I have three moms. Okay. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. I have three moms. You know, I always got to one up it. Um, All right, guys, what should we? Oh, let's talk about Bethany and her reality reckoning because she is saying that it is officially time to bite the hand that fed her. She's doing her new Hulu special, um, which dropped over the weekend and it's called Reality Reckoning. I guess they were tired of the housewife. and Well, they had the housewife and the hustler and they had the, um, the housewife and the hustler and the housewife and the Shaw shocker. And then they had the Randall scandal. So now they have reality reckoning and Bethany Frankel's in it and Liam McSweeney's in it. I'll do a full recap of it on tomorrow's podcast only because I haven't watched. I've only seen clips of it so far, but I did see the clip where um, I saw a clip where they're asking the reporter asks Beth. Oh yeah, they did have a scandal. I didn't watch the scandal, um, the scandal documentary though. But the Bethany one or the reality reckoning one, they're asking her. They're like, you know, people are kind of annoyed because you, um, you know, they Bravo helped you. You know, Andy Cohen helped you come up. They helped make you the success that you are. Housewives is what gave you this platform. And she's like, no. She's like, and Andy did not make me. And we came up together. And if anything, Andy made himself off of the backs of all of us. And then she goes on to say, and then they're like, what about people that are saying, you know, what, don't bite the hand that feeds you. And she's like, it's time to bite that hand. And I'm just like, my God. I'm like, shut up, Bethany. Like, you, like, Andy Cohen had a, Andy Cohen was a person in, like, he created the Real Housewives franchise, which was an opportunity that you leveraged. It was television that you were able to promote your skinny girl brand on. So yes, he did have an opportunity. He had power at a network because he did have a authoritative position at the network where I think he was doing more of like um, social stuff and marketing stuff for Bravo before he eventually became the the head of programming at Bravo. And then now he, you know, is just an executive producer on the Real Housewives franchise. But he is the one that created the Real Housewives franchise, which is the show that you signed a contract to willingly participate in where you went and stood on the backs of other women because you would constantly tear them down on this show. So I don't love that she's like, no, Andy and I, like this whole narrative that she and Andy came up together, like, yes, Andy became famous around the same, like nobody knew of Andy prior to Housewives, but fame and status are two completely different things. So I don't think she and and Andy came up together necessarily. I think they both, you know, were building fame at that same time, but he still was at a level where he did have more power and he created a show that she then went to go star in and then was able to become a breakout star of to the point where she was able to leave. 
And she was done with it. And then she wanted to come back and she wanted to make sure she could promote her books and promote her skinny girl brand and do all of these, you know, she got her talk show because of this. Listen, Ellen wasn't giving Bethany a talk show prior to her having an opportunity on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and gaining some sort of status. So JB says they came up together. Congratulations to them both. What is wrong with that? I mean, listen, I, I don't think they came up together again because he did create this brand that I think he had he had a, at least a leg up again their fame was built together congrats to both of them yes but I feel like Bethany wants to kind of tear him down I don't understand her vendetta against Andy Cohen I don't get it like to me it's just strange you know um Dominique says Andy Cohen is a producer and TV host she's just a housewife yeah, I mean, listen, he was able to build a successful franchise and he's still doing that, you know? I mean, her skinny girl is like ending up on, you know, the discount rack at Marshall's. So I don't really understand what her beef is. Housewives isn't ending up on any discount shelves. Housewives is doing just fine. It's weird, though. I don't think that the competition is between Andy and Bethany. I think the competition is in Bethany's head against Andy. And Andy's just like, I don't need to compete with you, sweetheart, because I'm doing just fine. You know, the Real Housewives brand is continuing to evolve and branch out and grow. Bethany, on the other hand, her skinny girl brand continues to circle the drain and she's just trying to, you know, jump at every last bit of relevance that she can. And that's the part that's upsetting to me is that she's not um, she's not one acknowledging where she came from or like giving credit to the franchise that built her, which she has done in the past. Remember when she was literally crying on um, Watch What Happens Live and she's like, thank you so much and thank you for this opportunity and blah, blah, blah. And she was so grateful for that opportunity. And it's just weird that she went from having this deep gratitude to the network and to Andy and to the Real Housewives producers, but yet now she's like wanting to burn it all to the ground. It's one thing to have, listen, I've always said that she's had strong talking points. Residuals, Yes. You know, you want to take care of reality stars? Yes. But again, it's like, you know, she's like, they're over here exploiting bankruptcies and exploiting divorces. I'm sorry, but bankruptcy and divorce are parts of real life that people deal with, especially the people that are at the status that get them on the Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Here's the other thing. Are they going to exploit a storyline where you have two people that are committing bank fraud and lying to the government and Teresa and Joe is, what, is who I'm referring to. But like when you have people that are criminals that are committing crimes, Jen Shaw, you really going to tell me that Bravo exploited Jen Shaw? No, they followed the story. Jen Shaw is the one that knows what she did and what she was doing and decided to put herself on a reality show. Even when it comes to a cheating scandal, even when it comes to a divorce, people know the status of their relationship going into something and people know the status of their relationship and they continue to stay on this show. So there has to be personal accountability. The network is always going to exploit the story and they're always going to want to follow the real story. Divorce, cheating, bankruptcy, going broke, having your husband, you know, end up being a crook and turning your life upside down. Absolutely. These are real things that people deal with. Now, when Erica was on the podcast and she was talking about how she does wish that the producers would have given her a little more grace in the editing and allowed her to explain herself a little bit more. That's real. You know, that's that I understand. But at the same time, she was also very much like, but listen, that's not the game. 
And she's like, and I know the game that I signed up for. And that's why I asked her. I was like, why continue to stay on the show? And she said, because I'm not going to let anybody else tell the end of my story but me. You know? And that's, that's what it is. You know, shout out to Valerie. Hey, Valerie. Um, that's just what it is, you know? It's what it is. Vicky's really the only one who can say that she and Andy really built something great together. Yes, because Real Houses of Orange County was the first. Okay, that's a great fucking point because we had Real Houses of Orange County and Real Houses of Atlanta that had already launched and aired successfully. OC took a while to build, but then if you read, what was it? Not All Diamonds and Rosé or The Housewives by Brian Moylan, both of them that kind of like, you know, talk about the history of Bravo and Real Housewives. Um but they talk, or I think it's The Housewives by Brian Moylan. I don't think it's not all Diamonds and Rose. But The Housewives talks about how originally Real Housewives of Orange County was not a rating success, but Bravo continued to air reruns over and over and over. It's similar to like what E did with the Kardashians, with Keeping Up with the Kardashians. They would air it over and over and over and over and over. So anytime you tuned into E, you were likely to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And even if it was in the background or whatever, you then were able to like kind of get hooked into it. You became invested, whether you just had it on while you were cooking or whether you were watching it and doing rewatches or whatever. The fact that it was constantly on kind of forced people to watch it. Even if like you tuned in to watch E! News and it happened, a rerun happened to be airing right after and you just kind of left the TV on. Whatever. That's the model that Bravo used to make Real Houses of Orange County successful. And it worked. So OC had already launched. It was great. Atlanta had already launched and Atlanta had breakout ratings like Atlanta was killing it. And then they decided to do Manhattan Moms and Manhattan Moms eventually became Real Houses of New York. So for me, I'm kind of like. So then how did Bethany come up with Andy when he had already had two successful Housewives shows before New York was even greenlit? And even when they were filming Real Houses of New York, it was originally Manhattan Moms. It was a completely different show that wasn't Real Housewives. So. I feel like, again, Andy Cohen had a leg up above Bethany. Did they both become more culturally relevant and more famous together at the same time? Sure. As New York picked up success, Andy Cohen then continued to, then he did Jersey, and then he did uh, Beverly Hills. And so that continued to grow. And then we had Miami and Dallas and D.C. and all the other ones that came afterwards. But, like, come on. It's just kind of dumb for her to think that she and Andy came up together or that they're in some way equals. Andy Cohen is like an actual network executive. He is a producer on a major franchise. Everything Bethany's ever tried to put on television has never gone past a single season, with exception for the spinoff show that they gave her. Bravo gave her Bethany getting married and Bethany ever after. And then she pulled the plug on that because her marriage with Jason fell apart. Fine, right? But like... Bethany, the talk show, didn't go anywhere. Bethany and Frederick didn't go anywhere. All the shows that she tried to sell to Bravo never ended up getting picked up. Um, so to me, it's just, it's strange that she has this narrative in her head. Bethany uh, Bethany is just je- desperate for the last little embers of fame that she's losing. Yeah, I mean, it's to me, it's about relevance, you know? And so I just don't, I don't like when people try to bite the hand that fed them. Um, because you were also complicit and you were also, um, 
Like, you knew what you were doing. You knew what you were signing up for. You continue to sign up season after season. She always said she never walked away from the show because she didn't like that the show was women, you know, beating beating down women. She constantly beat down other women. Look at where she was with Carol Radsville when in the final, her in Carol's final season. So, you know, she never, she didn't leave the show because it was toxic. She said she left the show because she thought that she was better than the show. She thought that she, you know, could go beyond the show. <laughs> New show idea. Bethany goes bankrupt. I mean, listen, I don't think she'll go bankrupt. She's doing fine. Listen, she's invested her money very wisely. She's invested it into property. She's, you know, she's doing all right. She ain't hurting for money, and she has Paul now. I mean, hopefully he sticks around, but it's definitely really made me relook at uh at her divorce to Jason Hoppy. And I'm like, mm, not that he was a great person. I'm definitely never going to be team Jason Hoppy. But at the same time, I'm also just like, I think maybe they were both kind of villains in that story, and it wasn't all just Jason. So, yeah, y'all. Um, okay, I think that's all I have for you guys today, right? Um, Kathy Hilton had another Christmas party. I don't know why she has so many damn Christmas. Like who needs to have this many Christmas parties? My God. Oh, Nicki Minaj released Pink Friday 2. I tried listening to it this morning and it just was not, it was not really slapping, you know? I was just kind of like, oh, I don't know how I feel about, like there were, I don't know. I have to listen to the album at least one more time and all the way through, but we also have Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Roni Legacy that airs. It launches this Thursday, the 14th. Um, so get ready for that. We have Kelly Ben Simone, Ramona Singer, Sonia Morgan, Luann Delaseps, Countess Luann, Dorinda Medley, and Kristen Takeman. Kristen Takeman's a good example of housewives and how, remember when we found out that her husband was part of that Ashley Madison cheating scandal, which I'm hearing gets covered and talked about on the show so very much looking forward to that very much here for it um so and according to queens of bravo they break the fourth wall talk about former cast members and bring up previously undiscussed topics they throw shade but eventually make it nice we were in tears throughout i wonder if i have i have to check my screener account and see if i have a screener for that yet and maybe i'll tease some things about it but I'm looking forward to Roni Legacy I'm excited for it I'm you know ready to see these ladies back on television I'm kind of bummed though uh that we only have them for a few episodes I believe they drop what the first three episodes um so yeah dun, 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 dun. all right well I guess that's all I have for you guys I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Monday. I hope you uh, have a good time. Get ready for the holidays. Happy Hanukkah to those that are celebrating. If you're on vacation this week, then I'm glad you decided to spend your vacation with me. Donna Bowling from Daily Dose of Donna and I are recapping season one of The Real Houses of Beverly Hills. It is a fun rewatch. You guys can watch old episodes now on Peacock, which is where Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Legacy will be dropping this Thursday. 
So go and tune into that. It is available for Apple or No Filter Plus members on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, every Sunday you will get a bonus episode, an, an additional bonus episode, because we have our Friday bonus episodes. And now for the holidays, I'm giving you an extra bonus episode for Sundays. And that's where Don and Bowling and I will recap. So we have episode season one, episode one. Our, our recap is now available for No Filter Plus members on Apple Podcasts. Go tune into that now. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Uh, This Tuesday, Josh and I on his YouTube channel, Josh from Louisiana. Be sure to subscribe, guys, to Josh from Louisiana. We're going to be doing the Vanderpump Rules recap. Uh, They have the rewatch that's happening tomorrow, this Tuesday. So Tuesday evening. Josh and I will be going live on his YouTube channel to recap all of the tea that, that gets spilled in Bravo's Vanderpump Rules um, tea spilled thing. So they have their special that's dropping on Tuesday, and we'll be recapping that as well. So get ready, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will talk to you later. Bye. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200.